Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Lukut Maranshir. Baruch Hashem. This is our 40th Lukut Maranshir. Can you believe that, guys? We're up to 40 shirim. That's pretty unbelievable. All text-based classes of what Rabbi Nachman actually says. I'm Shia Sussman. And for more classes, you can find more video classes on breastlove.org. Or you could go to my SoundCloud that has more classes that aren't even on breastlove.org from the beginning. Nakudas Tovos, all different sorts of lessons. Uh, my SoundCloud at Nach Daily, or you could go to Shia Sussman. Hey, uh, tonight, more specifically, we're going to be learning lesson 156 in the Lakutim Aran. Uh, we're going to learn the whole piece tonight. It's a smaller piece. And then after we learn this, the following weeks, we're going to jump back into more and in depth lessons. Uh, but I, I very much wanted to do this piece with everyone. Uh, it's about hispoididus uh, is the main theme, but really part of the main theme as well is about having a pure heart, uh, that we need to serve Hashem with sincerity, with honesty. And tonight, not only are we going to learn lesson 156, but we're going to learn, we're going to learn a little bit from the Kitzer Lukut which is all the excerpts, like kind of condensed, uh, that Reb Nussan wrote, the practical advice that comes out of every lesson. And it's much clearer and straight to the point. And uh, we're going to have a partial connection, general Safer Shmos connection uh, in the end. Uh, and I wanted to, as well as introduce this piece of why I wanted to learn this piece, because uh, firstly, I feel that, as many feel, that the world is filled with a sort of inner rage. <laughs> you know, there's, there's turmoil in the world and you know, people don't have the ability to express themselves in the way that they would like. And the events that are happening in life are enraging. And many people are scared and many people are shaken up. And obviously the universal aids is faith, is amuna, and talking to Hashem, talking to Hashem with sincerity and with honesty and with clarity of speech, that we should purify our hearts to see past the illusion of life and see Hashem behind everything. The second reason why I want to learn this, because as I mentioned before, we're entering the Parshas of Mitzrayim. We're now in Parshas Vayera. And in these Parshas, Parshas Sefer Shmos in general, until we get revealed, it's all about what the Arizal calls the Gullus Hadibor, the exiled speech or the inability for one to express themselves properly. And this piece, despite this in general, has a lot to do with Gullus Hadibor, as we'll come back to in the end, right? We got redeemed. And Pesach, Pesach, although we have someone joining us. One moment. And as we're saying before, a uh, Pesach is really the is the Gullus Hadibor, the un- inability for one to express themselves. And we're go is Pesach means the Pesach, the mouth begins to speak. So we're gonna see how all these parshas really have a connection in general to the Indian of this to the topic of talking to Hashem. So we're going to learn this piece tonight again, and I feel that it should be a chizik to everyone, not only just in concept, the idea of espoidus and muna, but as always, as always uh, in practice, to practice espoidus, to not just take my advice for it, but to actually put it into lamaise, to actually open our mouths and start talking to Hashem in our own words. Without any further ado, I'm going to jump into the screen shares. Okay, so again, this is Lakut Maran, lesson Kuf Nun Vav, 
which is 156. Okay, everyone can see that over here. Lev Tahor Barali Elokim. Hashem creates a Pasuk in Tehillim. Hashem created me with a pure heart. Hashem created a pure heart in me, a sincere and honest heart. Okay. This that a person speaks between himself and between the Creator, personal prayer, that's an aspect of Ruach HaKodesh, right? It's not just words that you say. It's Ruach HaKodesh. It is, it is infused with the Divine Spirit. Who was very elevated. Yisad Mizez Sefer Tehillim, and he created Sefer Tehillim with this, right? We know that all of Sefer Tehillim is conversations David had between himself and the Creator. And that's why Sefer Tehillim is in Sefer Ksuvim, because Ksuvim is the Svarm of Ruach HaKodesh. I'm just going to say that real quickly, that Sefer, the difference between Nevi'im and Ksuvim is that the classical difference is that all the Svarim and Sefer Nevi'im, they're written with prophetic insight, their Nevuah, their prophecy, and the books in Sefer Tehillim are all written in Ruach HaKodesh. So David HaMelech himself was a Navi. He's on the lists of Nachazal bring as someone that was a Navi, but yet his Sefer uh, Tehillim is in, is in the canonized, in the category of Ksuvim, which are the books of Ruach HaKodesh. So you see that Sefer Tehillim, words that a person speaks between himself and the Creator, that's like Ruach HaKodesh, just like David Samalek, words between himself and the Creator, his personal prayer, his this was considered Ruach HaKodesh. Okay, back into the screen share. Uh, and every person certainly has an aspect of this. Hu Bechinas Ruach HaKodesh is an aspect of Ruach HaKodesh, Hold on, someone else is joining. And so to every person, and every individual according to his own uh, his own aspect, has this divine inspiration. Like it says, like it says in Tehillim, to you my heart said, to you Hashem, for you, bishlichusecha, with your uh, with your shlichus, with your stamp of approval, with your emissaries, with your messenger, Amar Lilivi, meaning to say, my heart was was yours, Hashem, and my heart told me means that's a ruach hakodesh. Shekol advarm shalev omer heim divrei Hashem yisparach mamish. Because all the stirrings of the heart and the words that come from your heart, those are the words of God. And this is Ruach HaKodesh. And a person every time needs to come up with new ways to articulate themselves and appease God. Uh, in order to merit to this, in order to be able to come up with new times with a Chiddush, to articulate yourself to God, you need a pure heart. And how do you get a pure heart? You get a pure heart is when your heart burns for God. 
And through your heart burning through God, then you get a pure heart. We're gonna, he's going to explain why you get a pure heart when your heart burns with fire for Hashem. Because corresponding to the passion, the negative passion a person had for doing an Avera or for a certain desire, that desire, that fiery passion that you had, that you put into it, that caused you to do an Avera, your heart becomes impure. And corresponding to this, you need to have your heart burn with passion and fire for God. And through this, a person's heart becomes pure. Like it says, right? Anything that got trafe with fire, anything that became not kosher with fire, in order to kosher it, you need to move it through fire. Hold on, I'm just admitting some people here that were... Somehow got logged out. Okay, hold on. Okay. So, and we're going to come back and explain all this. And when a person has taharas halev, a pure heart, then if your heart is pure, if your heart is sincere, then you're always able constantly to be able to speak new words. Shehu bechinas ruach hakodesh, which is an aspect of ruach hakodesh, vezehu, and this is what it says: Leiv tahar barali elokim, that a pure heart Hashem created with me. Azai, then the end of the pasuk, beruach nachon chadesh bekirbi, then a ruach nachon, a uh, proper spirit chadesh is machadesh in inside of me. Sheyiske lechadesh dibum chadashim, that a person is zoche to articulate new words to God, Shehem Bechinus Ruach HaKodesh. Hold on. Okay, now we'll go, now we'll go for the recap. So Rabbi Nachman is saying that Leif Tahar Barali Esokim, Barali Elokim, right? That every Jew needs to have, a that the words that a person speaks to Hashem, when you say, Hashem, help me, Hashem, help me with this, Hashem, help me with that, Hashem, give me Amuna. those conversations that a person has between themselves and the Creator, that's divinely inspired. That's Hashem running through you, giving you words in order to say. Those words are words of Tehillim. Those words are like words of Tehillim, like words that David HaMelech said, said when he wrote Tehillim, that was Lecha Amar Libi, that was his own heart. That was Hashem speaking to David Melech through his own heart and was really Ruach HaKodesh, his words, because it was like Hashem speaking through that individual. So too, when we have conversations between ourselves and the Creator, when we open up our mouths and start talking to God and articulating in ourselves and coming up with novelty ideas and be Mechadesh, our words, to Hashem Yisparach, that is not just random. <laughs> it's Hashem speaking through us. Those words are Ruach HaKodesh. Those words are words that have profound meaning and profound influence. I would add on to this that uh, in my daily hispoidences, it's like you come up with certain themes. You never know exactly what you're going to say because your uh, hispoidices is converse, uh, conversations between yourself and the Creator. 
So sometimes I find myself saying like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder why I'm talking about that. And then you're actually able, I'm actually able to take my words that I'm saying and then start building on that and be able to articulate yourself through those words. And when you see those words, not as random as Ruach HaKodesh, is that's exactly what you need to express in that moment, that those words you're saying are itself a revelation of Hashem. So then a person's able to really, really, really connect to God, strengthen their Muna, and gain insight into themselves. Additionally, Rabbi Nachman is explaining over here, and we're going to take this a step further, that a person's heart needs to burn for Hashem. Like, it's like, who wants dead mitzvahs? right? Who wants dead mitzvahs, like shaking a dry lulav, like we're supposed to be passionate and deeply committed and have a deep desire to serve God. And what he says is that these words that we say to Hashem with a pure heart, this fire that we have actually is tshuva. It's metar alibo. Why? He says, because he brings the halacha, the pasuk that the halacha is based on, that we know kabolo kachpolto, we know that the way something was Something was treif if you had something became unkosher through fire that you're cooking on the stove uh, with fire and something now became kosher through fire. So the way became unkosher through fire. So the way that you're kosher at it is exactly through fire, right? The way it became impure is the exact way that has to become pure. So too, when a person, when our hearts and our minds filled with desire in order to do averas and in order to run after all different sorts of things. So the way we come to tshuva, the way where matara our heart, the way that our heart becomes pure, right, is through, is specifically through our heart burning tasha. Now, we're going to explain, we're going to explain how a person could get their heart burning with passion. That's going to be the next jump. But I want to do this little piece inside over here that's kind of like, bracketed from Lakutamaran, but it's also part of the Lakutamaran. Okay, back to the screen share. It's this little uh this little asterisk over here. Right? Ki al chamimus halev through the fire of the heart, the passion. Right? The the spirit of impurity gets divorced from you. Why? the nature of fire, Shemagarish Avir, right? We know that there are Arba Yesodos, there's Aish, there's fire, there's air, there's uh, water, and there's earth. Hold on, letting someone in over here. Okay, we know that there is, we know that there's four elements, there's fire, there's air, there's water, and there's earth. So we know that fire needs oxygen, right? If you're making a campfire, it pulls from oxygen. If there's not oxygen, the fire can't burn. So the fire needs to pull from the oxygen and kind of eat it. Okay. The nature of fire is that it divorces air, right? Like uh, also like if you're a fireman, like, you know, like there's no oxygen because the fire eats up the air. Commotion is bar the chachmai hayesodos, like the scientists understand. Kizel sibus masha yore kneha srefa ayadesha madlikin bosha zurin lamala dahainu apilver. Right? And this is exactly how a bullet works within a gun. That you ki ayade koach hayesh borecha avir va avir doches advarm shemiliu bahem es kneha srefa. Right? So you light the gunpowder in the back of the bullet, and then the gunpowder, that fire, 
sucks out the air, causes an explosion, and it's really from the air which pushes out the bullet. Like we see in many things. And the rule is that fire takes away oxygen. And here's the kicker. Therefore, through the fire of the heart that you're burning to serve God, it gets rid of the ruchos, the spirits, which is comes from the oxygen, that it divorces the spirit of insanity, the spirit of foolishness, and therefore your heart becomes pure. Okay, let's just explain that as we're trying to do a quick crash course in how the elements work with each other, right? So you have fire, and fire is really considered, I mean, all the elements are really... uh, they're all really involved with one another, right? You have to have all them uh, together, right? Because in air, there's also a little bit of water. There's a little bit of oxygen, right? So really all the elements are working together. We're just kind of making a split over here, right? That's called the scalulus, like uh, practical mathematics. Every single one incorporates the other one. But over here we have fire. He's talking about the relationship between Asian avir, fire, and uh, air, right? So again, like we said, if you're making a campfire, it needs plenty of oxygen, <laughs> right? If you don't have oxygen, the fire can't get off the ground. Why? Because the fire eats the oxygen, right? So the fire takes the oxygen and it's, mis- it's, it's what Rabbi Nachman is misgarish it. It kind of eats it up and divorces it. That's why if you're a firefighter, right, you know that the, or for everyone stuck in a fire, you have to go down to the floor because you, you need uh, the ox. It's only a matter of time till all the oxygen gets eaten up because the fire absorbs the oxygen, right? So too with the gunpowder, he's saying that the gun, uh, you light the bullet in the back. And what happens when you light the bullet, the fire eats the oxygen and propels the bullet outwards, right? So the, you see fire is something that has the ability to eat up or absolve or divorce, or I don't, I, there's probably a more scientific term for it. I just, I just don't know it, right? So the fire uh, takes that air and it spits out the bullet, right? So too, when our hearts, the kicker, when our hearts burn for Hashem, when our hearts on fire, we're on fire to serve God, the Ruach Shtus, the insanity, uh, gets divorced from that individual and it winds up purifying ourselves. So this is something that you could see, that we all sense that when a person's on fire for their mission in this world, when a person's on fire for serving God, their priorities get reprioritized, Right? And the foolishness and the insanity or the lack of prioritization or all the distractions that a person gets distracted by all of a sudden seem to evade that individual. Why? Because when you, when a person's clarified in their goals, when a person's on fire to serve Hashem, so they're able to prioritize themselves just automatically, right? And the waste of time and the batola and the time spent on the cell phone and Oh, you can waste a half hour just watching YouTube, just like that, you know? And all that time when you're on fire to serve God, by the way, I'm guilty as charged. uh, You're on fire to serve God. So what happens is, is it divorces the ruach, the ruach shtus, the, the nonsense or the frivolity, right? Within it. And therefore, uh, therefore that's like tshuva. And that all comes through a person speaking their words. Okay. Back in to the screen share. 
Now we're going to, before we do the screen share, hold on one second. Oop, uh, hold on, my thing just got all messed up over here. Let's see, okay. Uh, now, before we go, hold on, okay. Uh, before we go into the, the screen share, just to set the stage, what Rabbi Nachman is going to now say, he's gonna say something awesome. If this wasn't awesome, he's going to say something awesome. What's he gonna say? He's going to say that in order to make fire, you have to have friction. You rub two things together and that creates heat, okay? So what he's going to say is that you'll see where there's friction, there is gonna be heat and that's going to set a person's heart on fire. And therefore a person, it's amazing how much we've spoken about the power of thought and how Rabbi Nachman speaks about the power of thought. When a person starts jogging their mind and a person has a certain penetration of their mind and a certain way that a fluidity, right? We talk about fixed mindset and fluid mindsets. When a person has a fluid mindset, uh, that's able to bring a passion and a fire within a person. This is going to be great. And we're jumping into the screen share. Back inside. The lavo lehislavas, and in order to come to fire, v'chamimus Hashem yisbarach, and passion for God, who is through movement. Because movement arouses fire, heat. Like we all sense. If you shoot an arrow and on the tip of that arrow it has wax, that through the heat and the friction that that wax on the tip of the arrow will have, that will melt the wax. So too, so too when a person, a uh, when a person paces back and forth, so what happens is that causes individual to sweat, right? The individual sweating because precisely because there's movement that creates heat and passion. The and the main faculty, the main movement that one can experience is in their mind. Because in the beginning, a person's mind is uh, fixed. It's not moving. And afterwards, the thoughts in a person start to become more fluid and move from thought to thought. When a person's initially sitting in their place, their mind is sitting. But there and afterwards, but when a person starts to walk and pace around the room, then their thoughts start going from one place to another. And through this, this brings heat. Right, so physical walking, physical exertion, that causes a person's mind in order to move. Right? Parenthetically, that's why they say like exercise is good for depression because the person's moving and now their mind's moving. And therefore, when a person's sleeping, you need to cover your body. Because your body's resting, your mind is resting. Your body now gets cold. 
and so too with spirituality. When a person's mind is thinking of the greatness of God and in, in words of Holy Torah, and they start jogging their mind, going from thought to thought, through movement, right? Through movement, their mind starts moving because they're thinking about the greatness of God. Hashem did this good for me. Hashem did that good. They're almost like psyching themselves up in a way or deeply contemplating the wonders of Hashem. Then their heart gets sensed with a field of awe and they start to serve Hashem. <laughs> uh, is, I feel like I say this all the time, but this is great, <laughs> right? So let's just, let's, just, let's just do the recap, right? He's saying that uh, when you have movement, that creates heat, right? So a person is, a, a, when a person uh, is physically, hold on one second. Oh, hold on, we're admitting another person over here, right? So he's saying like this. So when a person is, is physically moving about, that physical movement about brings it's like you see someone pacing, like they're walking back, and you see that in yeshivas and like davening, people are pacing and pacing and pacing. They're, they're deeply caught in thought that that type of pacing pacing causes a tnuas hasechel, causes a movement of the mind. And when your mind starts to move, right, then all of a sudden you start feeling heat, right? So he's saying this is something we physically see, that when a person's not moving and they go to bed, all of a sudden their body becomes cold, which is why you need a blanket when you sleep, right? So this is like, and he says, even more so, when you think about words of Hashem, when you think about the greatness of God, that creates a burning desire and a passion within that individual's heart. So I just want to, uh, I just want to speak this out a little bit about the movement of the mind and how that all puts together with the burning of the heart and everything like that. So this is this is really this is amazing. We know that there's. There's two different types of mindsets that a person has, right? We know that there's a fixed mindset. This is the way it is. This is how it's going to be. It's nothing. It was like this yesterday. It's going to be like this today. And we know that there's a fluid mindset, right? We know that a fluid mindset is, okay, this didn't work out. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. I'm going to work quick on my toes. And he's saying when a person has a fixed mindset, so then, then there's, no, there's no passion, Right? It's like sometimes you can meet someone who's very young, like they're like, they're like 13 years old, they're just getting bar mitzvahed, but gavalt, they're like an old man, you know, they have a fixed mindset and they're totally, they're totally dried up, right? But you could also have someone who's very old, but they're very fluid in their thinking and they're on fire and they're serving God and they have this fluid mindset uh, and that allows them to be adaptable, that allows them to, to come close to Hashem. Right. Uh, another point on this uh, is that is that as well. I, I would ask everyone, like, how many thoughts do you think the average person has a day? The average person has sixty to one hundred thousand different thoughts a day. I have some clients. They say, "Well, Shai, I have two hundred thousand thoughts a day." <laughs> right. <laughs> but the average person has sixty to one hundred thousand thoughts a day. So there's a certain that you need to be in line with. It's like. People need to unpark themselves on their thinking in order to get new thought and have a new quality of life and new experience of life. And when they unpark themselves on their old moldy thinking, then they start lifting up 
and their heart starts burning and they get new perspective. Uh, I, I often share this metaphor with clients. It's like we have 60 to 100,000 different thoughts a day. And what that points towards that the nature of thought is that the way thought works in its actual principle of form is that it moves. It's kind of like gravity, like thoughts keep going and going from the day you're born to the day you die. There's always going to be thought running through you. And that's why we have so many thoughts a day. So what happens is, is like if you would picture cars racing on a highway, uh, like zoom, 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 right? What happens is imagine taking off a car, you catch it, you pull it off an exit, and now you park yourself on it, right? That's a fixed mindset, right? Rabbi Nachman's talking about the opposite of that, right? Not parking yourself on your old thinking. What happens is if you let go of that thought, right? It, the car goes, bing, 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 speeds, right back, speeds right back on the highway, and it starts going along its way. So Rabbi Nachman is saying that creates a certain flexibility. It creates a passion within inside of a person. And that passion, that from that passion, now a person is able to speak to God. They're able to have leave tahar barali elokim. Okay. Back into the screen share over here. We're going to learn how we're going to learn this a little deeper. Okay. We're going to go right there. Okay. Hold on. Right, and this is the main fire of the principle of fire, the root, the foundation of fire, the element of fire. <coughs> that the fire uh, gets received from the movement of the stars. Because fire in its element is above the the element of air, of oxygen, and it's close to the celestial uh, planets. And there's this type of filtration system where every planet receives from the planet above it. And therefore, through, through being matzdik harabim, we're going to explain what all this means, through... Uh, making people upright through bringing people closer to Hashem, through making people tzaddikim, through bringing people to serving God, through judging every individual favorably, right? This is also called uh, making people upright. Therefore, that uh, breeds fire and passion within within people. Like it says, the people that are matzdik harabim, the people that not sure how to translate exactly matzdik harabim, but the people that bring other people to justice, right through judging them favorably or uh, bringing being makayv them to Hashem, they're like stars. Right, because stars receive from what's above it. And they receive their, their passion from something above them. And now they can now take their fire, like the flame, right? If you have a little spark of a flame, now you could go ahead and light another flame. 
just like stars. That stars, they receive from what's above it, and now they illuminate the things below it. But a person who doesn't uh, receive their fire from something beyond itself, from something above it, even though they might be able to inspire or warm up another individual, who that's only momentarily. But who it's temporary, but who and eventually that person cools off. Just like we see a uh, like a iron that becomes white, or like a sword that becomes white, a tempered sword, that gets thrown into water. That the barzel itself, the iron itself gets cold. And the water that gets hot, gets hot. It's only, it's only uh, for a moment. Okay. Again, let's let's do the recap, right? So he's saying like this, that a uh, that every individual needs to receive from something beyond themselves, right? Like the stars, right? Just like the stars receive from Aish, however that works, right? And the Aish, the stars now are mashpia. The stars now give over and we see them in planet earth, right? So everything receives from something beyond and ultimately the whole receive, the whole world receives from God, right? But every part of creation receives from the next level above it. And now it's like passes that on to the next level, to the, to the thing underneath it, right? So too, a person needs to receive from beyond themselves, right? And if you're only generating your own fire from within, eventually you're going to burn out. And that inspiration is only going to last for a short-lived time. And if you want to have constant inspiration, a person needs to receive from something from something beyond themselves. Uh, I, I want to speak about this point over here. This is a very big deal <laughs> because this is why a person needs a tzaddik. This, and we're going to tie all this together with this point to this, but this is why a person needs a tzaddik, right? Because if you are not, if you yourself are a passionate person, we see this in Chinuch, we see this, we see this all over, right? That you yourself might be a very passionate person, but if you're not connected to a tzaddik, eventually, you're going to be like the water that cools off when you put a burning sword into it, right? So eventually the water's hot, right? But eventually it cools off when you use it in order to cool something off. It's hot momentarily, but eventually it dies down. And when you connect yourself to a tzaddik, you are going beyond yourself. Yiddishkeit doesn't start, stop, and end in your own mind, right? Yiddishkeit now is something greater. It's, it's something beyond yourself. You now have a measure. You have a way to receive from chidushim, inspiration from something beyond yourself. So now that a person is receiving from beyond themselves, they're able to take that light now and pass it on. But if you're not really receiving from a tzaddik, from a true tzaddik, if you're not receiving from a tzaddik, then you're, not ab- you're only able to really go so far with your own mind and you're limited in your thinking. But when you see from a tzaddik, that breaks you out of a fixed mindset and puts you in a fluid mindset, right? So a person thinks, a person might think, oh, I'm so great. Look at all the mitzvahs that I do. And you should, you should, think, you should think that. But at the same time, the tzaddik shows you, oh, you think you finish shas? There's an hour, he's this every day. <laughs> you do a this, there's chatzos. 
You ever do chatzos? You finish Shas, but did you finish Kisvei Did you finish the Zohar? Did you finish Shulchan Aruch? Right? And that, that, that movement of the mind, that breaking out of the fixed mindset, right? And to a fluid mindset creates a burning desire within a person. It creates a burning desire within a person where a person doesn't burn out where a person is able to constantly rejuvenate themselves and inspire themselves in the words of the tzaddik that is jogging a person's idea, creating a better vision for themselves and seeing what's possible. And this way they can execute that and now burn burn with proper passion, proper passion for Hashem. And at the same time, you might think, well, finish Shas, finish this, finish that, right? Even everyone on our level, okay, you, you put the filling on. But do you learn Kitzur Shulchan Aruch after you put the filling on every day? Do you say the Tehillim Yomi? Do you do 10 minutes of Espoid in this every day? Right? So it, everyone on their level, the Tzaddik opens up to you and shows you what's possible and allows you to be set on fire. This way you don't burn out. This way, not, you, you can inspire people from your cup overflowing, from your inspiration, that it's not generated from you. Just like everything in creation, like the stars need to be received from there, from above. And this is what it says, right? That the their that the people who make other people righteous, they're like stars because they're able to shine their light into something lower, right? And illuminate that individual is able to illuminate someone else. So everyone needs to receive from something beyond them. And it's funny that when you talk about the idea of a tzaddik, people get a little bit uncomfortable. And what I would say is that we've given many shirim throughout. This is, again, this is the 40th Lakut Maranchir. We've talked about the tzaddik at length. But in every profession, if you want to succeed, you need a mentor to show you do this, do that. I've been there. I did that. Right. You need a consulting is a whole, is a whole industry to be a consultant, right? You need a mentor. And here Rabbi Nachman is teaching us and reminding us once again, how important it is that every person has a tzaddik, that every person has a mentor, someone on a very high level that they can look up to that Yiddishkeit doesn't have to start, stop and end in their own mind. This way they're able to really, really pass on the ish. And to, Bring it full circle. This all happens, Lev Tahor Barali Elokim, right? This all happens through that. He's saying that the words a person speaks through his Baididus, that is like Ruach HaKadosh. That's like Dabra Melech and Tehillim. How is like, and, and so what's the, what is like the ratio have to do with the Seifa? What is the beginning of the piece that Lev Tahor Barali Elokim, that your words, of his this are like Ruach HaKodesh, have anything to do with the Seifa, this whole idea of being Matzdika Rabbim, and that a person's, the Teva of Eish is to, uh, when you have Tnuwa, when you have movement, that creates heat, right? What is it? It's because when a person does this, this, when a person talks to God, right? Now they're receiving from beyond themselves. They're receiving Ruach HaKodesh, right? So if you want to constantly re-inspire yourself and connect to a world beyond yourself that you don't burn out and you have power and kayak in order to make it through life and to have a sincere, pure heart, that happens when you have personal conversations between yourself and the Creator. When you have personal conversations between yourself and the Creator, now you're receiving from beyond yourself. <coughs> now you're receiving from 
from a higher world. You're receiving Ruach HaKadosh. A shtickle nevuah. It's not exactly nevuah. It's a lower level nevuah. Your words are divinely inspired. Who doesn't want to have divinely inspired words? Who doesn't want to have a pure heart in order to serve Hashem with honesty, tmimus, pshitas, and sincerity? That happens through his spite Hashem created me with a pure heart, meaning the words that I speak are Ruach HaKadosh, are words of divine, holy divine words in of themselves. Then I'm constantly filled with inspiration. I'm constantly filled with the ability to overcome adversity. I'm constantly filled with the ability to overcome life's difficult challenges, the things that are happening in the world, and face challenges, adversities. You read this in Aliyah's difficult times exactly head on because I'm filled with inspiration that's coming from beyond myself. I'm filled with the divine spark, the Ruach HaKadosh, that I receive when I do this, when I do personal prayer. It's infinite depths to personal prayer. Okay, now we're going to uh, do two short pieces in Kitzur Lekutimaran. Let me go to the, that, that. Some of it we said already, but it's just going to speak it out a little bit further. Okay. Here is Kitzur Lekutimaran, the abridged version of Lekutimaran. This is in lesson 21 in Lekutimaran. I'm taking just two pieces. Lesson 21 in this lesson are interconnected to one another. I just want to take two pieces over here just to read them because... Uh, Rav Nassim writes this so nicely. And through this passion that we were talking about, a person merits in order to, to divorce the, the impure heart, their foolish desires out of their heart. Corresponding adjacent to the fiery passions that were misplaced, chas v'shalom, shemizeh nitma libo, that your heart became impure from, negedzeh sarach sheyislai v'yivar libo le'ashem esparach. Corresponding to this, a person's heart needs to burn with passion to God. Ki teva eishem egarish avir, because the nature, like we were saying, the nature of fire is that it eats oxygen. Commotion is bar b'chush, like we all see, v'kam advarum, and many things. Alkein sarach hamimah shebeleit. Therefore, you need the passion of the heart, like it says, anything that became impure through fire needs to be purified through fire. And through this, that a person davens and learns with fire, through this, a person's heart becomes pure. From the meshuganiness, the craziness of this world, the yisken and they merit lelev tahar to a pure heart. and through this yisken ledabra beno lebein kono. Then through this, a person's able to speak and have conversations, have a real meaningful relationship between himself and the Creator. Chadash kono bedurim chadash with words of inspiration. Bechol pam every time shehem beruch shehem bechinas ruach hakodesh mamish. And these words are mamish divinely inspired. Okay, now dalit. 
and through this, and through this, speaking to God and receiving from beyond yourself, your zochet to a pure heart, like it says, like it says, Hashem created me with a pure heart. And then words of inspiration are constantly rejuvenated within me, constantly inspired. This that a person speaks for himself and the Creator. Every individual, these words that a person speaks, they are like words of Ruach Hakodesh, right? Every person on their level. You like that? Every person on their level, because you think my words, Ruach Hakodesh. What am I saying already? No, but every person on their level. Through a person enters into this, and they force themselves. And you prepare yourself to speak before God. Hashem sends you words in your mouth. These words are like Ruach Hakodesh. And this is exactly how David wrote to Hillam. And a person needs in order to inspire themselves constantly to articulate themselves with supplications, words of appeasement, new arguments, that they merit to this through a pure heart. Merit to this through a pure heart. So again, that was just to drive home the point that the words we speak to are Ruach HaKodesh. And through this, a person gets a pure heart. They're able to receive from what's beyond themselves. They're able to constantly be inspired, constantly rejuvenate themselves, constantly have a pure heart and have a real vibrant connection with Hashem Yisbarach. Not like we started with in the beginning to... uh, and with the Parsha connection, like we're saying, these weeks are the weeks of Shovavim, the weeks of Shovavim, of Shmos Vayei Rabo B'Shalach, right? Yisra Mishpatim. And in these weeks, they have to do with tefillah. They have to do with tefillah. Like in last week's Parsha, it says, Vayizakam, Vayana'ach, Vayanunu, right? There were the Jews in Shmos. They're like, oh, oh, oh. They're kvetching. They're making all different sorts of sounds. But yet these sounds are beautiful to Hashem Yisbarach. Right, and they cried out. It, they were there, like we started with the Gullus Hadibor, the inability for one to truly articulate themselves in front of God and express themselves in front of God. They couldn't even have words. They were just making sounds. But yet Hashem thought that was that was beautiful. I want to read this uh, in the Ramban over here. In last week's parsha, I didn't I didn't pull it up on the screen share. But uh, he says a beautiful thing. He says, uh, one. Okay, the Pasuk says in Shmos, So Hashem says, this is right before Hashem redeems them and sends Moshe, Hashem says, and now I heard there calling the Tza'akas, the ah of B'nai Yisrael, and I came to them and I saw their stress and their pressure that the Mitzrim were causing them lachats, causing them stress. The Rabban writes, on that Pasuk, it's Pasuk Tes, uh, Paragimel. Chapter 3, verse 9. Uh, the call of the Jewish people. It's not a tefillah. They weren't even articulating themselves. Just the scream, right? Uh, came to me. The Ramban says, It says, and I heard their, their scream. 
doesn't say that the Atza Aka Sam heard their scream, but the Pasuk says, their scream came Ba'elai in front of me. That Hashem says, what does it mean their, their screaming came in front of me? It came in front of my kavod, my throne of glory. And because of that, I'm going to make them no longer, they're going to serve Paro. Because the Mitzrim are punishing them more than necessary. Like it says, uh, right? Like it says, they their their screams went to Shemayim. The Adarch Emes and the and and in Nister and Panimius to Akas Bnei Yisrael he Knesses Yisrael. The calling of Bnei Yisrael itself is the Knesses Yisrael. Shebaa Eli to Akas Kederach that came in front of me Kederach to Akasa Haba Eli the Shamramas to Yivitam. Right. So it says. So essentially what the Ramban is saying over here is that the whole reason why he redeemed the Jewish people because their scream came in front of me. And Hashem saw their scream. Hashem saw their, they weren't even articulating. It was a Gullah Hadibor. They weren't able to have proper words of tefillah to articulate them in sounds and cut the air to make decisive letters. It was just, ah. It was just the scream. It was just the tzaka, and then Hashem decided to Hashem decided to redeem them. And this is the galus hadibur that we started with, that Darizal speaks about, that they were unable to express themselves. That speech was an exile. Now we say that Moshe said, "Lo ish Moshe said, "I'm not a man of many words. It's hard for me to articulate your, ourselves. It's hard for me to articulate my relationship with God." Right. Because the because the Debor wasn't gullus, and then next week, what do we see? We see that Paro has a hard heart. Hashem hardens Paro's heart, right? It means he didn't have the soft heart. This is the soft heart that Rabbi Nachman is talking about. right? We want a pure, soft, and sincere heart in honor to serve Hashem. And Paro, who didn't recognize that there's a world beyond himself, in order to receive from the divinity that lies within. What, what did Paro do? He had a hard heart. He had no tznuah He had a completely fixed mindset and said, no, I will not let my people go. He was not flexible mindset because he wasn't receiving from the power of Hashem beyond himself. He was So he didn't have a fluid mindset. He wasn't able to go beyond himself and therefore he was stuck in his ways despite the fact that this week we see that there are seven makas that come down and the mitzvah are being inflicted on and on and on. Paro did not have the tenuah sasechel and therefore he didn't have the purity of heart in order to let the people go and he was just stubborn in his own ways. But what happens in the end? That we get redeemed from the Gullahs, the paro, the pera, the evil speech goes down. And what do we go through when we get redeemed? We go through picheris. We go through the free mouth. The mouth begins to speak and the pe begins to sach. All happening through personal prayer, all happening through his this, all happening through the words that we speak, that Dabra Melech speaks of that the words we speak when we talk to Hashem in our own words and every individual should do this not just listen to it as something inspirational but they should take time every single day and speak to God outside standardized fila and cultivate that relation with Hashem for even five minutes <laughs> even two minutes 
Just take time every day. And that brings the Gullah Sadibur. That brings the clarity of mind. That brings to be able to receive beyond yourself. That brings a person to constant inspiration when they can constantly rejuvenate, but not from within themselves, from beyond themselves. Not to be stuck in a fixed mindset like Paro, stubborn no matter what. This is what I think. This is what it was. This is what was yesterday. This is what's going to be today. That we should all go out of the gullis Dibor through personal prayer and just have a sincere, pure heart in order to serve Hashem. And with that, everyone, I wish everyone Shabbos and Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you, Rabbi. Shkayach, everyone. Shkayach. Thank you. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shkayach.